0: Just like, you know, little short videos on YouTube every single day or IGTV. And, you know, it might be arts and crafts, um, drawing, singing, dancing, workouts, story time. And we're just going to keep rolling those out. And if we can come out at the end of this with like 100 pieces of content. That's
1: that's awesome. That's (laughs) super admirable. You guys are doing that. I have done nothing. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 351 of the Raid to NA podcast. We are here with Tanika and Stevie back again after many years. How are you guys? We're oh good. Oh my God. it's good to be back. It's good to have you. Like I honestly, I would have you guys on all the time. We, have, we took like a weird break because we all started having kids and it got harder to record. But uh, now with the state of the world, I started recording again. So uh, I felt like I should have you guys back. How are things going uh, in your part of the world?
0: It's, it's pretty crazy right now, to be honest. I think um, we're pretty lucky here in Australia in the fact that we are so spread out. We have a lot of land, so um, we're able to kind of be at home and, and still have that backyard and those big park spaces to keep us all sane. But, uh, yeah, a lot of businesses have suffered, and um, obviously we're you know, supposed to be self-isolating and keeping 1.8 metres apart and 1.5 metres apart. Um, I, I keep it
1: safe. I'm like. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm like. It's funny when when my wife and I go for. We, we're still going out, obviously, for walks around the block and stuff because we live in the suburbs. But there's this funny unspoken moment where you see like one of your neighbors walking towards you. It's like, okay, who's gonna who's gonna swerve here? Who's gonna be the one who you know gets out of the way? And I feel like a yeah. lot of people are experiencing this whole new way of carrying yourself socially that we're just really not used to where we, we you know we we spend all this time apart i had a i used to be a teacher i had a, a teacher friend visit me today to drop off some toilet paper because we're about to run out <laughs> and she like pulled up her car to the driveway and like threw it out the window at us <laughs> and i was just like i'd love to give you a hug and say thanks but you know i'm i, I really can't do it now so for our listeners um where in australia are you guys
2: we're based in melbourne so tanika is originally from sydney so her family is there and we are in melbourne and this is sort of part of the challenging aspect of this in australia we're so big the government has closed off the state borders so tanika can't get back to sydney uh to see her folks if she wanted to do that she'd have to self-quarantine away from her family for two weeks so It's uh, the individual states within Australia are locking themselves down.
0: Yeah, it's really tough.
2: Yeah, it's challenging. But even for us just walking around, uh, as Sneika was saying, we're really lucky we have parks behind us and we went for a walk the other day and people are just walking 10 metres away from
0: each other. uh, But when they don't don't walk 10 metres away from me, if someone, if a bike rider comes up behind, doesn't ring his bell and almost like brushes my shoulder, oh, oh no oh seriously
1: absolutely yeah yeah it's it's serious business and like like i told you guys before we hit record um you know my wife and i were on a little over two weeks now and i don't want to have to restart my my clock like you know how long we've been you know self-isolating so it's like i'm really desperately trying to stay away from people right now just so like you know i'm certain at this point it's been over two weeks that neither she nor i uh, or our son have it so it's like we don't have to worry about that but at the same time it's like it's it's serious it's such a weird it's a weird thing to talk about on a podcast that's typically about like entertainment and gaming here we're talking about this pandemic which is just kind of surreal you know
0: it's a great thing to talk about on this podcast because especially with entertainment like i don't know in the gaming world you guys could speak more on that but it's probably Flourishing right now. The gaming world is going bonkers. <laughs> but the entertainment industry in general, I mean, we can't perform. Right. We can't, uh, the entire, you know, whole Broadway has shut down for the first time ever. Yeah, I mean,
2: literally every single person we've met over the last 15 years was unemployed overnight.
1: All actors. It's so terrifying. Point. So terrifying. Literally
2: all of them out of work instantly. And there's no, you know, we don't know when we can all go back to work. So for most of our friends, it's been really scary.
0: Saying that it has been, there's been so many good things to come out of this as well. I feel like a lot of people are getting outside their comfort zones and figuring out new ways to be creative and in a culture where we're always go, 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 go. And so many people suffer from anxiety and depression because the world is just moving at such a fast pace. It's like now we're forced to just stop, take a step Mm -hmm. back. And if there's anything in life that we want to figure out, now's the time to do it.
1: Right. And you don't really have much of a choice about, about, you know, having that time either, which a lot of people would just ignore that choice because they're so stuck in their routines and stuck in the hustle and bustle. And now it's they, they have to kind of sit back and, and for, forced reflection, you know, you're absolutely right. And I really, I really do hope that a lot of positive things come out of this in the end. I mean, it's a scary, it's a scary thing to happen, but in the mm-hmm. end, you're right. It's like a lot of people are, are sitting down and thinking about the, the state of everything really for the first time in a long time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. 100%, I think it's just a bit of a, a reset for everyone in a lot of ways. And it, it's really forced, uh, Tanika and I, we sat down and we we're like, what's, what's the best thing that could come out of this forced situation for us? And we were like, hey, we can learn. We now have an opportunity to do all the things that we were maybe a little bit too scared to do. And so we we converted our kitchen into like a home studio and just started filming children's content. And like on these makeshift green screens and then we were editing just on like the most basic programs and just, yeah. We
0: dropped off costumes at friends' houses so they can film individually as well. And we're uploading a video every day for kids at home to keep them entertained. Just like, you know, little short videos on YouTube every single day or IGTV, and, you know, it might be arts and crafts, um, drawing, singing, dancing, workouts, story time, and we're just going to keep rolling those out. And if we can come out at the end of this with, like, a 100 pieces of content, Content, then that's that's awesome.
1: That's (laughs) super admirable you guys are doing that. I have done nothing... Jeez, make me feel terrible. Um, no, I have done nothing that constructive or that. I guess I kind of re- restarted doing this podcast again, which is, which is uh, important to me, but uh, I think that's fantastic. And I should tell our listeners that don't, um, know sort of our history together for the first year of my son would only watch you guys. Um, mm-hmm. for honestly, it was like all he would watch. I remember his first flight. We flew all the way across the country to San Diego. That's all he watched on the plane the whole time was high five. And that, that, that's all that would like keep him at peace. Um, and he just started watching you guys again. He's almost four now. And so he's like at, the, at a better age to actually understand what was going on in those episodes. But, uh, yeah, you guys are, are, are absolutely fantastic performers. And I think your hearts are definitely in the right place. It's awesome that you're doing that kids content, uh, from your kitchen with the makeshift green screen. <laughs>
2: Yes, well, that's it's it's the fun part of it, and it's we're so lucky that we have each other because we just sort of get to make our our own little home studio, and we bounce off each other, and we sit opposite each other editing, and we get to do this together. And I think um, that's yeah, that'll be the best thing to come out of this.
0: Now the Super Dudes uh, YouTube channel finally has some action. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you know, it's 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 forced us into that, which has been really nice.
1: That's super exciting. So yeah, the last time. You guys were on. I don't even think you were engaged yet, and now you're married. So congratulations! (laughs) I should have shown off the bling. Hold on, screenshot. There we go. Yeah, (laughs) that's fantastic. Yes, I've been watching uh, from a distance over Instagram. It's been really cool to see your your whole story. Very nice.
2: Well, so nice. So we high five. Got us back to do some uh, reunion shows. Uh, in 2018, and I and we would they asked us back in to do one in Singapore. Now Tanika is half Singaporean; her mum happened to be in Singapore at that time, and
0: a couple and I, of my best friends and-
2: were there. And I just thought, like, if ever there was going to be an opportunity to propose, that this was the one. So after our final show with High Five, I told Tanika, I said, "Look, we have," I said, "We have a meeting with Netflix at the top <laughs> of Marina Bay Sands, which is a very famous <laughs> building in Singapore." So we spent all day preparing for the meeting and it gave her an excuse to be dressed up and we went up the top and uh, and then I brought out her mom and her best friends and her family in Singapore. And, yeah, it meant a lot to
1: us. Okay. That's awesome.
0: So we're sitting at the top and, like, I'm getting prepared for this Netflix meeting in my head, rehearsing the pitch, you know, so that I, I didn't stuff it up when we were meeting this so-called guy from Netflix. And it wasn't till like, even when Stevie walked up the stairs, he brought my mum out. And I looked at my mom, and it didn't even <laughs> register. Like I, I looked at her, and I thought, "Why is mom coming to this Netflix
1: meeting? <laughs> She's gonna ruin. It. She doesn't know. <laughs> She's gonna ruin the meeting. Poor mom.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I love you, mom. And then all of my friends came out with um, their phones and cameras, and and, and at that moment, I kind of realized what was happening.
1: Man. Wow, that's crazy. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. When, when I proposed to my wife, and our our uh, ten year anniversary is in like two days, and we're stuck. <laughs> Congrats. We're stuck. I thanks, thanks. But when I proposed to her, she thought up until the last second that I was going to give her a puppy. And for some reason, she thought I was giving her a puppy, like in a box, as she had wanted a puppy for a long time. So I think she was like mildly disappointed that the like the <laughs> ring was not a puppy. <laughs> to this day, I was just like, I was like, well, Tanika, maybe Tanika did want the Netflix special.
2: <laughs> well, well the, the first thing Tanika said after I proposed was, "What about the Netflix meeting?" <laughs> Was the first thing she said? Oh yeah. my goodness!
1: Oh well, yeah. That's maybe you could have like made it a little less impactful than like it's a Hulu meeting, or <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly. Well, no, that,
0: he, he already lined up things after after the proposal. Oh well, I actually
2: used the proposal to actually get a meeting with Netflix.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh So
2: nice. I I sent the photo of um, uh, me proposing, and I sent it to Netflix, and I said, look. You guys don't know this, but you already are playing a massive part (laughs) in my life, and we should meet together to to discuss why. And it worked. And I ended up... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I ended up, I used that and I ended up getting a meeting in LA with the head of children's content out of the back of that. So, so I got a wife and I got a meeting with Netflix. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> so awesome. So, what, what's going on with Superdudes now? You guys are, are doing content and I, I saw you produced a, a really cool uh, video teaching kids about COVID-19. Can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe where folks can find it?
2: Yeah. So, um, my sister is a teacher, primary school teacher, and. Obviously, with all of, I mean, it's this is a confusing time for adults, let alone children. You know, there's so many different rules about what we can and can't do, and there's a lot of fear. And children are just like sponges. They just, even if they're not saying it, they just soak up that anxiety and fear that we all have. And um, my sister's a teacher, and the headmaster at the school, he wrote a book for his students, that's called uh, Have I Seen COVID-19? And it basically is a very friendly doctor zeus Seuss-style book in what's going on in the world and what they can do to protect themselves in a very non-threatening way, and it just takes the anxiety out of it. So mm-hmm. I heard about the book and I thought I-, I have to do a reading of this. So in our makeshift um, studio at home, we put together a reading of the book and filmed some funny content along, and it's been really well-received so people can find it on YouTube if you look up super dudes uh, Or on uh, our social media accounts, so on Instagram and Facebook But it's it's been a lovely way to just sort of help c- uh, connect with kids and sort of alleviate a lot of the fears that they might have mm.
1: yeah, It is hard like a- as a parent myself uh, Lincoln turns four and like uh, about a month. And so he knows things are different. He's not going to preschool anymore. He know, you know, he kind of misses his teachers and his friends. And he also knows that like when we go on walks he has to stay away from people. And mm-hmm. uh he, we say it's cuz there's there's people that are sick. I mean, he just asks so many times why he has to stay away. I'm like, well, there's people that have germs and you have to stay away from them. But it is very it's very confusing for young people. Um And yeah, I think it's great that you guys are are getting information out there and and trying to help in any capacity. I mean, I think we all all need all the help we can get right now. Yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it's a a nice thing to do. And I mean, I think a lot of people are are starting to really become aware of the impact this is going to have on kids in the future. So not only now, but in the future, once things go back to normal, it's like, how are kids going to have been affected by this? Will they you know shake hands with each other in the playground or you know it'll be really
0: fascinating how will adults be affected yeah by this? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah everyone's going to be i think scared for a while and it is going to be really interesting to see what the schools do once they all reopen you know uh, are there going to be sanit- sanitization stations in every doorway mm-hmm. like what you know it's very it's going to be really surreal i think for a long time and i hate to be all gloom and doom but I was a history teacher for a long time. So I know kind of how populations react when things like this happen. And, uh, it, it always leads to some sort of change, you know? Well, there's
0: a TV series on Netflix called Mm -hmm. explained. And one of the episodes is on pandemics and, uh, yeah, I think it was released in November, 2019, just as the coronavirus was starting to come out, um, known to the public. And it's really fascinating. It just goes into how these kinds of viruses can spread so rapidly and what we could have done to possibly prevent it.
1: But <laughs> that was me. I was, I was like, oh, there's a new button that takes a snapshot. Sorry. I told <laughs> I'll wait till you're good. saying something articulate again. Then I'll just. <laughs> it's so really good. It's really, good. <laughs> it's
0: really funny. All right. Sorry about um, that. <laughs> No, that's fine. And then, yeah, it, it was just really fascinating to watch. Um, And the fact that it came out just before we all found out about this virus. And, yeah, I think it, it as scary as this virus is, at least now, if something like this happens again in the future, you'd hope that we have better systems in place to mm. deal with such a rapid spread of a virus.
1: Right. Right. I mean, it. it's going to be so interesting to see what happens down the road. And it's uh, so it's a, it's a weird time for I think for everybody, no matter what. I mean, my, my parents are, um, you know, they're in their late 60s and 70s. And so they as soon as they heard that all this was happening, they just got in their car and drove up to the mountains and they're staying up in a cabin that they have up there. But they were seeing, you know, Lincoln like couple days a week so they're like maybe we'll see them next year i mean they're just hiding yeah. away you know because it, it's getting pretty bad here in the states so well so. it's um it's we've had even with my parents who we
2: usually catch up with a couple of times a week it's you know for them it's so isolating and their mental health is right. like a genuine concern because they're locked up and we're like you can't leave the house you're too precious mm-hmm. and you're too and it's like, we're only a few weeks into lockdown here, really. And, you know, it's trying to get them through the next few months.
1: Yeah, it is really strange. Let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit uh, away from the, the COVID talk. I'm sure we'll come back to it because it's really it's like, how can you not talk about it all the time? Because it's just a, a crazy thing that's going on. Uh, I want to talk about you and May a little bit. Um, what's, <gasps> what's, what's, what's going on with it? And um, how, how are things going with the, the girls and everything?
0: Oh, the girls are incredible. We're happy to say that now the girls from the UMA team are 100% self-sufficient. So, they're running their own business on the ground now, making clothes for their community and wedding dresses. And they're so busy that if I go and visit now, they hardly have time for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, mission Um, accomplished with that. As we
0: moved along, we realized they really loved the idea of making one-off pieces and... um, I wanted to obviously, we started it because of them and for them to be able to follow their dreams. So we still support them now with, you know, supporting their income and supporting them in terms of um, food and healthcare and everything like that. But in terms of the functioning of the business, they're basically fully self sufficient. And so I just, cool. it's incredible to think that, that we were able to put that into place over the course of what, three years?
2: Yeah, well, I think for me, like the culmination in, I guess, the, the first stage of you and May was um, at our wedding day. I'm standing there at the end of the aisle waiting for Tanika and then Tanika walks down the aisle wearing a dress made by our you and May girls. Oh, wow. and That's awesome. Context, these girls a few years ago didn't know how to sew. They're, they were living on a dollar a day and I, I was like, yeah, this this means so much more than having bought – a dress off the shelf or whatever. This dress was literally three years in the making, and yeah, it was incredibly special.
0: It was crazy. I hadn't really tried on the dress till like oh. two weeks before the wedding, oh, and wow. uh, have to get a few little bits altered just because it had been a few months since I'd seen it, um, and it just happened to work out perfectly I mean no. I wouldn't have cared if it was a sack if that's what I had to walk down the mm. island but they did such an incredible job I was blown away
1: that's so awesome that is that is really cool so they're still plugging away making stuff and everyone's healthy and happy and, and doing well yep. that's a that's a good thing and where and, and for our listeners I'll put links yep. in the show notes to where where folks can buy stuff but um can you tell us maybe where online folks can go to check out some of the clothes
0: yeah, so we still sell clothes online at youmaylabel.com. That's Y-O-U-M-E-I-L-A-B-E-L.com. Um, and it, it is, the girls do need support right now, especially it's hard in Myanmar they are saying that there are zero reported uh, reported cases of the coronavirus of COVID nineteen. However, the country is basically in lockdown, and so they just really don't have enough information coming through about how mm. they can protect themselves and their right. community. At this, point, I'm grateful that the girls are removed from the city areas. They are, yeah. you know, in their own little community, which I hope keeps them protected. Um, but you, you do realize how lucky we are in countries like australia to have the information that we have and the healthcare system that we do
1: yeah yeah that's fantastic well hopefully they all stay healthy and keep plugging away but that's great i'm glad they're doing well Uh, i want to talk about the frozen casting Yay! Uh, (laughs) because this is this is super cool um can you tell us a little bit about uh how you were cast and what the process was like and and uh i I saw somewhere online it was probably on your social channels that you really worked her ass off to get this role. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like getting cast in Frozen?
0: Oh, wow. Maybe was- <laughs> well, <laughs> you're like a,
1: for our listeners, she's absolutely beaming right now. So this is like, and what a <laughs> shitty time for this to happen. <laughs> it's crazy. It's-
0: it was the hardest announcement to make because obviously the entertainment industry had just taken a huge hit. Lots of performer friends had just lost their jobs. Our tour, our stupid tour got canceled, all this kind of stuff. And then this amazing news comes out and, and I had to really find a way to word it sensitively where it's like, yes, uh, um, it's a terrible time for our industry. My heart goes out to everyone. But it is also a time to celebrate the wins that are happening as well. And yeah, when so Disney are bringing Frozen on Broadway to Australia. So it's the same team from Broadway that are putting on this show. And the casting process was long. It went for and months it would have been maybe six months I think that they were running auditions for and I went in and out of that room like 12 to 15 times
2: but a bit of context to this Tanika after our time with High Five had a you know wasn't really or had a fear of auditions and was not really looking to audition and wasn't enjoying dancing and so we sort of sat down together and we we were like we need to get you back enjoying performing, enjoying, you know, like this stuff that you used to do as a kid for free. Right. You know, she starts, so she said about trying to bring back joy to performing. So mm-hmm. she started going to dance classes every day, going to singing lessons. And then she was like, I think I might audition for a show. And okay. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. sure. And the first audition was frozen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> not not local theater. We'll just skip. We'll just skip the twenty-five tiers between the bottom and where you're going.
0: <laughs> so the 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 well, the first audition in a while was was yeah. frozen. But the the difference with this audition was for the first time I was going in that room to overcome something within myself. I knew that I was afraid of being in that room, and before that first audition, it was months of just prepping myself to go in that room all I wanted to do was go in that room and feel like I did a good job and be proud of myself that's right. all I wanted, to not let fear and anxiety uh overcome me and and mm-hmm. so well, I went to I went to see um sports psychologists hypnotherapists I did everything because wow. to the point my nerves would get me to the point where I couldn't speak yeah. like I couldn't I couldn't get the sound out of my voice or you know my head would get in my way and so I, we
2: so like what we we were trying to get an understanding of this anxiety because this is something that affects so many performers So right. many. It, and the auditions are horrible even for the best of us so we were like let's treat this like a professional and so i tracked down uh the olympic sports psychologist for the australian olympic team oh wow and we set up a meeting because I was like, this is like performance anxiety, similar to what the athletes go through. So, Tanika had a session with him wow. and then hypnotherapy as well. And, and she look, went, like, she ticked all the boxes.
0: I'm not the type of person to spend money flippantly. I save, I love to save. Mm-hmm. And that conscious choice at the beginning of the year to say, I am going to, for the first time in a long time, not be afraid of investing money in myself because how am I ever going to progress and move forward towards my goals if I don't start spending money on growing and like investing in myself. And so it was taking those steps to get me towards that goal. I went in that room for the first time and I sang (laughs) Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas, which, you know, it's been sung a million times. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I, all I wanted to do was walk in that room and tell a story. So I closed my eyes and said, when I open my eyes, I am Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think my heart out. I don't care who's in the room, right. even though there was a panel of twelve people like 12 sitting away. The um, yeah, the associate director from Broadway was there and and so it was an an intense vibe, but I, I was like, I'm not there for them, I'm here for me. And I just have to do what I can do. And it's the first time I've ever felt like that in an audition room because I was finally free wow. of those and anxiety. I wasn't doing it for anyone else but myself. And um, that was the big difference in any other audition I've ever done.
1: I think people could learn a lot from that. The fact that you were brave enough to to ask for help for some of the things that were ailing you at the time. What do you think was the catalyst to kind of make you start having those feelings initially. And why did you all of a sudden, you know, start to not enjoy performing as much as you did before? Is it because you did so much of it in such a compact amount of time or?
0: Performing. I love, I love being on a stage and, you know, giving my heart out. It's just the, it's the fear of being judged. So in an Mm. audition room or in, you know a class where you have to get up in front of each other it's that environment that mm. it was so uh scary and um fear of failure fear of the unknown and that comes down to so many things even when you're training like growing up the people that you looked up to and i have loved all of my mentors in the past but obviously there are things when you're a kid that just stick with you maybe they were trying to be constructive but i'm the time i don't do well with um Criticism so I don't I don't take and every person and this is what makes a great teacher is a teacher recognizing that every child learns Differently mm. and for me, I always needed to be in like a positive uplifting environment and I would thrive in that um, Whereas the criticism really got me down and it was just undoing all of those little knots that had been tied up uh, throughout my my life and um, Yeah, getting back to that childlike sense of
1: play again. yeah yeah, that's hard. I think,
2: I think the big game changer for Tanika was uh, in late 2018, uh, she ran a marathon. And for Tanika hadn't run longer than three minutes. You know, Three her, kilometers. Three kilometers. You know, she, <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she was a runner. And then one day, it was a bit like Forrest Gump, she just kept running. <laughs> and she <laughs> ran a little bit further and then a little bit further. And then she said when she was at like 5K, she said, I'm going to see if I can run a marathon and she and she gave herself sort of 10 months to train and then every single day she woke up and she had a race plan and she would run a little bit further and then a little bit further and got to the point where she'd say look I'm just popping out for a jog and she'd be gone for three and a half hours oh wow and and so (laughs) basically that changed her life because if Tanika can run a marathon I Think she, she has learned about herself that she can do anything as long as she has a race plan for it, as long as it's like I can, if I just work every day and do a little bit to improve on that single task, right? And so, from doing the marathon to then the next challenge was the enjoying performing, and and then she ultimately booked a role in Frozen. It's crazy, yeah, it's crazy. The
0: was, um, it was special because seeing you know, it's the crowd that you're amongst when you're running that marathon. You look to your left and there's someone who might be compl- really overweight and and is completing an entire marathon because, and you know they're there to change their life. And then you right. look to your right and there's, um, you know, a kid in a wheelchair that's being pushed through this entire marathon or someone in their 70s and, and you think, wow, everybody here has a story and anybody can do anything when they really set their mind to it. But with the Frozen audition process, yeah, I play, I, I applied those same mm. um, tactics and I was really grateful for the entire experience. I was really grateful for the people because auditions can be really um, gross. <laughs> you know, yeah, everyone's, yeah. Mm. everyone's competing and some people don't want to say hi to you and it's right. fine. Everyone's in a bubble. You want to just do your own thing but I really appreciated the people that would give you a smile or like compliment you when, you know, they felt they wanted to, or, um, were just friendly. Great. And I think that's the, the, I'm so grateful for those people because everybody needs to support each other in those stressful times. And, mm-hmm. um, I made sure that whenever I saw someone that, that I thought was incredible, like I told them, and mm. I, I'm trying to do that in life as well. When, when you think someone is amazing, there is no harm in telling them that, that you think that.
1: That's sort of my mantra, and it's uh, it served me well. Like I, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve, and I always, when I appreciate people, it's something my parents taught me, just always tell them because it really, it, it costs you nothing to tell someone that they're mm-hmm. great, and uh, you might make someone's day, you know, and it's how you make friends, too. Nothing wrong with that. Jeez. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to, one last question about Frozen. What was it like... Now, how do they tell you that you got the role? Did they call you? Did they text you? Did someone show up at your door in a costume?
0: <laughs> I actually found out. Um, so the last rounds of auditions were just before we went on our honeymoon after we got married. And I was, I remember thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to be present in our honeymoon because I'll just be thinking about like this mm. role that could change our lives. And, um, I, I remember we were laying on the beach in Phuket and Stevie was kind of afraid to keep asking me. So he just stopped asking about it because he knew every time he asked, I'd be like, I just don't want to talk
1: about it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> stressful.
0: Got, mm. Yeah, stressful as every audition waiting process is. And then, yeah, I got a message from my agent and he just said, you are the queen, your majesty. And I remember I got up, I started screaming. Oh, and I
2: Ran up and down the beach <laughs> for about seven minutes
1: straight.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: That's fantastic. Like, That's so great.
2: So it was quite lovely that we got we got that news when we are on our honeymoon because like life as actors, it's up in the air. Like we don't know where we're going to be week yeah. to week. So for a show like Frozen, it's really like a three- or four-year gig. Oh, is it really? No, well, no, de- we, we well depend, depending on – what happens in the future <laughs> with the performance think,
0: industry? Yeah, I think it's also it's year at a time. So they they yeah. pro- they start in Sydney and then they assess and see what happens after that. But you know that it's it's a pretty solid gig. Yeah, and um, I
1: think Frozen's a pretty popular uh, IP. Okay. I think they're going to be. I think yeah. it's going to be around for a while. There was literally, I'm not even kidding. We went on a walk yesterday around the block, and there was a little girl in a Frozen costume just laying in her lawn. <laughs> as elsa i'm like that's everywhere like i did the same thing in our backyard yesterday (laughs) (laughs) i don't blame you my kid's been wearing a night costume for like a week and a half straight so yeah why not just do halloween all the time who cares why not why not yeah well that's congrats that's uh, amazing maybe uh if it does run for that long We'll take the family uh, across the, the world and go see you guys. That would be fantastic. Oh, hey. That would
0: be so awesome. I would love to.
1: I, would love to. Hey. I almost saw you guys in New York. I was in Maryland, which isn't that far away, and I got stuck for work. It was like a day a day off I would have gotten to say, say hi and oh. get some coffee, but hey. so close next time.
2: Yeah, hey. hey, hopefully the world is a different place soon and we all get to fly on planes again and we'll be back over there anyway. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah for sure. Are you guys ready for some silly lightning round questions? We are, yeah. Okay. Of course. I changed these up. This is sort of the quarantine edition of Lightning Round. Nice. Uh, are you guys prepared? We're ready. All right. So once the coronavirus has finally been defeated, where is the first place you will go, and what will you do?
2: Oh, Tanika's is easy. It's the gym.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that person. But you are me. that
1: person. You're like dying to go back, huh? Yeah. Or I'm- a class. I'm glad uh, I have the excuse to not go right now. I'm like, oh, I can't go to the gym right now. This is terrible.
2: (laughs) That's it. That's it. What about you? I'd go see my parents. You know, we'd do a big family dinner and be able to hang out. So that would be the place. Okay.
0: That just makes him look like a great person. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, I just want to work out. Uh, (laughs) The next one, the next one is what has been, The most challenging part of social distancing for you and do you find it getting easier or harder to be sort of away from the world right now
0: i think for us we we usually work from home anyway so our day-to-day hasn't changed too much i think the hardest part has been the uncertainty of when we can work again and when we can tour again and knowing that our future tours have been postponed or cancelled for the time being um, that that's been really challenging.
2: Yeah, I think so, and I think also just the realization that we're just in this together right now because we're in lockdown. So Tanika is, uh, you know, my wife, my best friend, my social outlet, um, my comp- like she's my entire world. So uh, I think we we have a real uh, awareness of that, and
1: making sure that we just continue to be in a really nice space together yeah. to help each other through it. That's awesome that you guys are. That, that it's a positive thing for you guys because i'm sure there's a lot of people that are, are miserable we're, we're, we're attempting to do that yeah, yeah. like well, <laughs> no, be honest trust yeah. me
0: time, he's like can you just go in another room and just like leave me alone for a little bit and i'm like but why like let's hang out again you know oh
1: yeah I mean, we've got i mean like I, t- I just told you we've been married for almost 10 years we've got two dogs and a nearly four-year-old uh so it's like it's awesome but at the same time it's like oh my gosh like i haven't i haven't had like this is the quietest it's been (laughs) since dawn you know so it's hard it's hard for a lot of people um what is currently this is not necessarily uh coronavirus related but what is currently your favorite food and do you still have access to it right now
2: uh yeah great question uh you you can't go to Top cheese, get you can. Yeah, uh, I
0: have this one salad that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Ew, kale," but it's kale, quinoa, cranberries, almonds, and feta, and it's like melted so the feta cheese just melts all over it, and it's so yummy. Um, so I can't get that right now. But for Steve, anything pizza burgers. Well, so
2: if, <laughs> one of the good things about lockdown is it, it is a bit of an excuse to be able to get uh, home delivery. And so pizza has been on the menu at our place. And so I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not not missing out on anything, but I do miss being able to go to the local cafe and sit down and have a coffee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's strange to not be able to just go sit at a restaurant and, and, and hang out or really sit anywhere and hang out. But yeah, mine, I like, I love, there's this one Mexican place I've been going to for like, 15, 20 years where I live and I just, this is like the longest two weeks that I have not been there. So it's weird mm-hmm. to just not go and get like, you know, delicious tacos. It's a very strange, strange time.
0: But, but I love cookies and uh, chocolate. So I've been making chocolate chip cookies every day. It's I, think dangerous. I, I think I yeah. saw
1: that on Instagram. You were cooking <laughs> some stuff just the other day. It looked it looked delicious. <laughs> I was jealous. I was like, man, I want some cookies. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: Speaking of food, if you guys could have dinner with anyone in the universe from any period in history, who would you have dinner with? That's
0: a good question.
2: Anyone in history at any time? Um, oh, it's such a, I think I know yours. Who would I say? Yeah. Your puppy. Oh, my grandfather. That's yeah. such a lovely answer. Yeah. Oh, my mm. God. That's it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so my grandfather... Uh, Greek Cypriot, he migrated to Australia. Uh, he passed away in 1997, but, yeah, it would just that would just be the best to be able to sit down because I think he would be so proud of what, you know, I ended up doing and performing and it would be so nice just to be able to share that, ex- mm. that with him. That would be really special. What about you?
0: Mine would be Aung San Suu Kyi, who's the leader of the – the female leader of Myanmar, and her story is – incredible mm. and that she's been through so much and even now still gets you know slammed by the world for any choice that she makes even you know whether it's good or bad who knows i think her story is just fascinating and if we could a we'd need a translator she can speak english yeah, yeah. yeah she can speak english so we wouldn't need that but um, i'd be <laughs> love to sit down and chat with her and pick her good brain. answer good, good answer.
1: answer yeah what, I- what would you think I'd probably do my grandfather as well. He was he was a cool guy. He was a professional baseball player in the in the 1930s. That he got drafted and he uh, yeah. fought in World War II. Uh, I think I talked to Tanika about that a couple years ago. But he was over doing the Burma Road in in uh, World War II. He just had a really cool he had a cool life. Um, and I I lost him. I think I was like 12, so he never really got to see me really grow up and become like a fully formed human. (laughs) So it'd be, it'd be awesome. One, one meal would just be fantastic just to kind of sit down and pick his brain a little bit and ask those million questions that I never got to ask, you know, great thoughts, great thoughts. You know, what's really funny. um, I'll send you guys this picture, but uh, somebody found a baseball card of him. It's, like, the only one we've ever found from, like, 1939. Somebody was selling it on eBay. So we finally have, like, one in our family from when he was a a pitcher for the Giants in New York. Uh, Yeah, it's super cool. So now my cousin has it, but she sent us pictures. So it's, like, we finally, finally, after all these years, have a cool picture of him, which is great.
2: That's so cool. That's
1: great. Uh, So the next lightning round question is actually from my son Lincoln, and he wants to know... If Wheels from Super Dudes is a robot or is he something else?
0: Oh, wow, that's so <gasps> that
1: cool! Is
2: such a good question. That's great. Uh, no, Wheels is is part man, part robot. So he, he's in the bottom half of Wheels. He has a big, big wheel and he's able to zip around. Um, but that's such a cool question. <laughs> Not
0: from Westworld.
2: No, well,
0: yeah,
2: maybe, maybe. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but no, he's half man, half machine. Great question. Yeah,
1: he'll be so excited. He'll be so stoked. Um, all right. So this is sort of a torture question. If you could only watch one television show ever for the rest of your life, like every time you turned on a screen, it was just this one show, uh, not just one episode, like a whole series. What show would that be?
0: first question ever. It's easy. The, first.
2: the American season uh, of The Office. Oh yeah, yeah? you
1: like the American? Oh, my
2: Office. Just
0: finished watching again uh, we, the final episode and just bawling our eyes out. We love, love, love.
2: love. The just it's it's a in my mind it's a perfect show. It's so just a beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never song.
1: seen The Office. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh,
0: this is the time to start because there's so many episodes. <laughs>
1: I wish I got that a minute earlier because the reaction was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really
2: is. Um,
0: Unbelievable. You just
2: got to get like a season in and then you'll just go, whoa, like the writing is amazing. It just gets
0: you in a spot that you didn't know existed. It's like, yeah. why well, how am I laughing and crying at the same time?
2: Yeah, we really like shows where it can be the absurd but also just connect on a really human mm. level. And, and Shows
0: like Derek. You know, Derek with Ricky um, yeah. we like that. Um, and... Afterlife, love it. Yeah. But, but if I could pick one that's not, you know, streamlined, whatever, uh, it, it would be a Korean TV <laughs> drama. I am obsessed <laughs> with dramas. <Kevin laughs> like, yeah. I saw
1: you posted a list of like several hundred shows a few days ago. <laughs> Are you going to watch all of
0: those? She think, will. I will. A follower sent me this list of um, – TV shows that she recommends, all K-dramas, and I was so thankful to her because I just cannot stop watching them. I am binge-watching them, especially now in isolation. But, like, Goblin, the TV series, and there's one called Crash Landing on You, which is about uh, this lady who ends up from South Korea who ends up in North Korea, and it's current times as well, so it really gives you a snapshot of what life in both countries is like. And... um. I really I loved it. And I was so happy when that Korean movie Parasite um, mm. won an Oscar, Oscar, yeah, Oscar best movie. because now all of a sudden, yeah, you know, when everybody's like, oh, it's so awesome, you know, that they've won this award. And I'm like, guys, this is what I've been telling you for years. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Time like yeah. culturally, they
2: just their music and yeah. their their cinematography. TV's,
0: yeah,
1: oh. loves it.
0: Obsessed. I could. They're on Netflix. If anyone wants to try them out, start with Goblin or Crash Landing now, on You. you is Goblin
1: obsessed. about goblins?
0: <laughs> kind of the oh, really? Grim Reaper
1: and oh, really? Goblin.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of like. They're, I'm so confused
1: what these are even about. I sound so ignorant, but I know nothing about them. <laughs> so.
0: So my yeah. mom came to me a few years ago and she was like, hey, you've got to get into this Korean drama. I'm loving it. I'm like, Korean drama? Mom, what's, why would I watch a Korean drama? And then she got me watching this one show and I was like three eps in and hooked and I couldn't stop.
1: Wow. So if you just you go. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm I'm ready. I'm always ready for new things. Why not? <laughs> all right so next one we're getting near the end uh what was your dream job as a child
0: oh. yeah. i wanted to be a pediatrician because it was a really long word and i thought <laughs> it made me sound really smart so i'd walk around the playground being like i'm gonna be a pediatrician one day and i always knew that it impressed the teachers so that was my <laughs> that was mine but uh the first time i saw blood like at home when Mom hurt herself, I started running around the house screaming and my dad said to me, He was like, I don't know if it's the right you know yeah, this might not be
1: the right call, huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably a good call. What was yours? Um I wanted to be Batman, like legitimately for up until I was about five. You're pretty close. Um yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. you can and I and a tennis player. So I was I love tennis growing up. So nice. that was that was as a kid they
1: were that were my two things. You you did stuff for tennis though before you did high five if I remember correctly, right? Yeah.
2: I was um, assistant editor of Australian Tennis Magazine, so okay. I was um, like 21 years old and traveling around on the tennis tour, and it was just this like surreal thing where I was the same age as the players, and it was
1: a lot of fun. It was so much like French Open, Wimbledon, just cool, really cool. That was really cool. All right, you ready for a, a super mature question? Um, would you rather have three eyes, three noses, or three tongues? <gasps>
0: oh...
1: Now you get to choose where where right. these are. You can choose, like, if you want an eye, you get to choose where the third eye is. Can be yeah, anywhere.
0: yeah, three eyes for sure. One eye at the back of my head. <laughs> People are doing behind. Oh my god! Me behind my
1: back.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! Um,
0: Yours would be tongues.
2: Maybe tongues. He could
0: taste all different things. At the Yeah, same time. maybe,
2: and maybe that would be easier to
0: hide. But I.
2: I'll probably walk around. Oh yeah. And, yeah. What? Not well, the whole yeah. time. We, we have, have all three tongues in
0: your mouth.
2: Yes, where would you have where would you have?
0: <laughs> I
1: don't know you. Yeah. years. Or... <laughs> 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 oh, that's a terrible question. I was like I was thinking of absurd like uh, questions a fifth grader would ask and that one popped into my brain and I figured why not? You know, who's going to pick three tongues? Why not? Um, so the last bit of this was a little bit more serious. Uh, what advice might you have for our listeners uh, during this this weird time in human history? Like, if anyone uh, is listening that is looking for advice, what advice might you have?
2: Um, I think I think the the best thing that can come out of this is a real self uh, a real awareness of that we're all in this together. Something like this virus doesn't discriminate between culture or race, and it's a if anything was going to unite us, it should be this. So it's just like we're all in this together and just be kind, really be kind, you know, because our mental health, our physical health, um, this really should shine a light on it. And I can see even when we are walking around our neighbourhood, just a, a real awareness of each other and making sure that we just at least smile when we're walking past each other and we're getting a nod back. So I think that would be my advice, like, we're all connected we're all connected so
0: mine would be uh get up every day (laughs) set the alarm you know get up put your clothes on get dressed for a normal day and stay creative Uh, keep learning listen to podcasts learn something new that you've always wanted to learn get some sunshine if you can um and, you know, don't don't eat and work in your bed. Like, have your <laughs> yeah.
1: like, Literally like, just laying
2: there. That, that's <laughs> yeah. a note to me. That's yeah. a subtle just note. Please. <laughs> just
0: get out of bed. <laughs> please, like, come on, let's go for a walk. No, and then also, yeah, fitting things in. Like, every day I've been meditating and doing some sort of movement, whether it be yoga or a stretch or even just, yeah, a little walk outside. Um, and that's been really good for my mental health and staying connected calling someone every day mm. in your lunch break whether it be your mom or your best friend and yeah just trying to live life as normal as possible given the circumstances and um, this too shall pass
1: yeah and hopefully we all look back in a few years and reflect on this year just as this weird anomaly you know let's hope it doesn't it doesn't uh, impact us all that much but we'll have to wait and see it's gonna be an interesting time yeah, yeah. sure. Well, you guys are like fantastic. Thank you so much for hanging out and and it's always a super huge pleasure to have you on and to see you and and I'm glad you guys are doing well. Thank you so much, man. You're an absolute legend. And keep ah, doing what thanks, you- thanks. Right. Where can yeah, folks? We- uh, wh- what do you have to plug right now? And where can folks find you on social media?
0: Okay, so right now where we are most active is on our Super Dudes YouTube channel, Super Dudes. Um, and we're uploading content content every day for kids, and we're loving that. Yep. But also active on our Super Dudes Instagram, where we upload on the IGTVs, and our personal Instagrams and Facebook. Are Tanika Anderson, t a n i k a and can't even spell my own name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and Stevie Nicholson.
2: Yeah. So yeah, come check it out if, if you have kids or you know people who have kids. Um, we'd love to even just get people's thoughts mm. on how we're going, producing content from our makeshift kitchen studio. Um, yeah. because yeah, we, we, uh, we are open to feedback. So come check us out.
0: Yeah, For sure. I'm more on my Instagram stories, on my personal Instagram stories than I've ever been just because we're just sitting at home.
1: Like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, me too. I've been doing at least one a day of just like random stuff from around the house, just because it's like, what else do I have? I have to produce something, you know? <laughs> pictures of my kid walking down the street i mean it's not the most exciting thing in the world but gotta do what you gotta do but thank you guys so much and uh, i'll make sure that all the links to your socials are are up when the episode goes live and you guys are fantastic thank you